I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Ladies and gentlemen, back again. Episode 66 of the Strap Season Podcast. You're joining us for. I'm your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And just before we kick it off, you know the drill now. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter. There's a link on the bio on both those platforms. And that link takes you to all of our links where we are on audio sites and also visuals as well, YouTube. So Strap Season Pod or Strap Season Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You'll find us. And then make sure you click on that link. Like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. But yeah, man, every week I'm just anticipating this recording, bro, because each week is delivering, man. And once again, this weekend's no different compared to the last couple of weekends. Big fights, big drama, big upsets. <laughs> so you know what I'm you know what I'm go- taking us straight away, bro. Um, two fights yesterday that I want to break down, but obviously, yeah, we'll go straight to the big one. I would say the one that had all the tongues wagging. Tiafimo Lopez made his longer rate return against George Cambosis Jr. And what is this for the second week in a row? We've, we've seen a massive upset, massive, massive upset. Um, Tiafimo Lopez has had a shocker, <laughs> he's had an absolute shocker, really. he's had a mare. Um, Bro, uh, where, where do we start from this one? Um, <clears throat> fam, it's fair to say that we didn't see it coming in that sense. Obviously, uh, we highlighted that TFEMO, he might be looking past George Gambosis, maybe. Obviously, there's a lot of talk with, you know, obviously him and Haley fighting next and his other man. So, you know, obviously, we're thinking maybe, potentially, he could be looking past him. But even if he is looking past him, the TFEMO that we saw against Vasily Lomachenko, it's just going to have too much class for George Gambosis Jr. It was a guy that we rated. Don't get me wrong. We, we, yeah. we, we saw we Gambosis, like him. We, said, we saw him for the first time against Lee Selby, right? And we said, this guy is really good. I yeah. like what we're seeing. But what was it we said in that episode when we, when, when we broke that down? He yeah, said he's, he's good. There's levels, right? There's levels yeah. to this thing. And we said, obviously, after seeing Tiafimo do that against probably the, one of the best fighters we've seen in a long, long time in Vasily Lomachenko, where they're thinking, yeah, that's Tiafimo. And unfortunately, it's going to be too much for George Cambosis, too much class, just levels, like I said. Um, but it's fair to say that, in my opinion, Tiafimo has severely underestimated and seriously overlooked George Cambosis Jr. And... We saw the price. We saw what happened. He paid the price. He paid the price, man. Um, yeah, he's lost on the split decision. And I will say this now, George Cambosis Jr. was very good value for that win. Mm-hmm. It, it should have been a UD, in my opinion. <laughs> the best man won. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was, I, yeah, obviously, we'll take, we'll take you through the fight, obviously. But I'm just happy that the judges gave my man his due. Obviously, Tiafimo is the star here. It's in his bloody home turf, Madison Square Garden, New York. The judges could have easily said, nah. 
but they gave, you know, Cambosis, they gave him his due. So I'm super, super happy. Um, yeah, let's, let's start from round one. Because <laughs> that round there was a madness in itself, isn't it? Um, before I dive into it, I just want to say, yeah, this fight that Tiafimo Lopez fought was almost like the complete antithesis of his performance against Lomachenko. Mm. And what I mean by that is, against Lomachenko, right, we've seen Tiafimo be super measured, calm, composed, boxing behind the jab. Um, just use it, yeah, just superb performance against, once again, like I say, a stress of Vasily Lomachenko, who is one of the best fighters we've seen in this generation. Facts. Um, this fight here, though, completely different. Tiafimo's come out round one, swinging like a madman. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> madman. And it's one of them ones where, obviously, I know that the pre-fight build-up, there's a lot of needle between the two. Tiafimo was promising that he's going to knock this guy in one round. So I'm there thinking, okay, he's taking this one-round thing very seriously. He's coming, bro. No jab, nothing. Haymakers. Swinging. Wildly. And just being super, super aggressive. And We've seen Tiafimo knock guys out quickly before. Yeah. The Richard Kome performance, as we saw. He got him out of there. Was it two, was it two rounds he did him? Se- second round, I think, second yeah. Second round, yeah. But he had him hurt in the first round, I swear. Mm. Um, but that was off the back of, what, good boxing. Jab, jab, counter, bang. But I've never seen this guy like this. What, it looked, bro, it looked amateurish at some point. It, it, looked, <laughs> it, it, did. it looked amateurish. <laughs> he, was, he was swinging and missing wildly. And obviously, because he was being the aggressor and Cambosis was on the back foot, obviously, he wasn't really throwing much, as much as him. He was running around. He was running around. But I, I think I tweeted on the account, oh, yeah, TFM was being mad aggressive here. But Cambosis is actually timing him and landed some good time <laughs> shots. Ten seconds later, bro, boom. Cambosis, counter overhand right, dropped TFM I've shouted. I've jumped. I said, <laughs> I said yo. <laughs> crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah, man. What were your thoughts on that first round? That, that, <laughs> not it was, like you say, Tiafimo wanted to get him out of there. Um, yeah. Wanted to blow him out. And like you say, with the with the preamble in the build-up, mm-hmm. um, we've never seen Tiafimo so rattled. <laughs> it was clear to see he was rattled by that first round. He, he was rattled by He wanted to get him out of there. He wanted to knock him out. And yeah, Cambosis, like we mentioned last week, this guy's focused. Hungry. He's focused. Hungry. <laughs> Super focused. Like, he meant business. And, yeah, that, that overhand right hand. And he caught him with a check hook in that first round as well. Yep, yep. <laughs> so he was timing. The, 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 t- the timing was good. And, and the timing was good. He, he's this, like, obviously, Tiafimo came out swinging and was landing and probably hurt him a few times in that round. Just yeah. of pure aggression. Yeah. But Cambosas weren't taking steps backwards. He weren't hiding. He was standing there. He was. He would clinch when he needed to. He'd move when he needed to. Now, that's what surprised me the most in that first round alone. That mm. almost set the tone for the rest of the, for the entire fight, to be honest. Because yeah. a lot has been made about Tiafimo's power. He's got, you know, they, 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 their biggest power up and say he's super powerful, blah, blah. And they yeah. were saying that Cambosas won't be able to take Tiafimo's shots. At least without stepping back, at least. And Cambosis said bullishly in the preamble, I'll take his shots and I'll fight fire with fire. And I'm not going to take a step back. I'll go in the trenches with him. And I'm there thinking, that's not really wise. I mean, 
I've seen a female can bang like what he did to Komi. Komi, that doesn't happen to Richard Komi. Yeah. That does not happen to Richard Komi. He blew him out of there in two rounds. So I know this guy can hit hard. And I've, I know Lomacheka felt that power, which is why he was tentative for a lot of that fight. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm there thinking, boy, I, I don't know about this, George, but credit to him. He was taking some big shots in that first round. And like you said, he didn't take a step back once. Yep. In fact, if him will hit him, this guy will throw two of his own. Yep. He will fire back. <laughs> Straight away. In the trenches. Not taking a step back. In there warring with him. And that really surprised me, like I said, uh, because I didn't expect him to be able to take his punches. And obviously, yeah, like you said, he was counting really well and timing really well. Mm. So that when he dropped him, I thought, yo, he, he can hurt Tiafimo. He's dropped like, and Tiafimo was shaken. Let's not go. <laughs> he didn't respect him before, but after that, yeah. after that knockdown, he, you saw in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Okay, I'm in a fight here. Right before that knockdown, he had zero respect for Cambosis because he's, zero. He's guard, his guard was down. He was walking towards him. I said it, bro. It looked amateurish, bro. I won't lie. Uh, it looked very amateurish. I, I think he threw, he threw out a sloppy jab that Cambos is just one, two, boom, over the top of it. He threw yeah. out a lazy jab. Mm. He, was, he was hella confident and had zero respect for Cambos. And that one, you saw him nodding his head in the corner. He, he, he did a nod. He was like, yeah, fair, cool. Oh, man. Yeah. So that first round, like you say, he set the tone for the fight. Set the tone. And Cambos is after, after the bell rang. He was talking to my man. Brother, George Campos is the biggest G, yeah? Because, obviously, we're going to round two. Mm. I'll tell you what the biggest G, but yeah, obviously, round two, TFM was a bit calmer. Not as wild. Still a bit wild. Still not really boxing behind a jab. Still still loading up with the big shots. But not as crazy was in that first one. Like we said, obviously, he gained the respect. And that knockdown would have knocked the stuff in a little bit out of him, to be honest. Um... But from what I saw from rounds two to was vocal, in fact, all the middle rounds, maybe towards, we'll get towards like the later rounds, so like round eight, nine, maybe. I've seen George Cambosis put on a boxing clinic. <laughs> yep. An absolute clinic. Um, boxing and moving. Not just, but not just fighting on the back foot, not being negative. Yeah. As we said, if Tiafimo hit him, he will throw in a couple of his combinations. Outworking him, outlanding Tiafimo in terms of quality shots, all coming from him. Yes, Tiafimo was it was competitive. Tiafimo was landing his own big shots, but to me, the best work was coming from George Cambosis, and he was piecing up Tiafimo in there. Pieced him up. The, the counter left hook all night, and like even his footwork, bro, sick, oh, man. sick, sick. <laughs> quality footwork, quality footwork. Um, he boxed out of his skin, and. I know you can make of it all. Oh, did he box out of his skin or was Tiafimo having an off night? To me, he, he did his thing. Tiafimo let himself down. You know, mm. Tiafimo didn't box the way he should have boxed. Um, and every round, Cambosis will piece up Tiafimo. So he'll beat him up in the ring. And then when the bell goes, this guy's cussing him out, giving it to him. <laughs> I thought, yo, I said, the court that's in the, you know, you know, when you fight against confidence, you can see their confidence. After mm. that first round, I know Cambosis' confidence skyrocketed. And yeah. from then, he just knew he had a beating of this man. So at the end of the belt, they were drawing at each other. But TFA was looking deflated and more deflated. George Cambosis smiling at him, said, yeah, you're in the fight. Yeah, giving it to him. Oh, man. 
honestly, Teofimo Lopez looked slightly embarrassed. He was trying to posture, trying to smile his way out. Of it. He looked befuddled, man. He looked <laughs> befuddled. Oh, man. He does one point. He's, he just got pieced up and he smiled at the camera, sticking his tongue out of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> because my man's deflated. He looked had... so befuddled. Um, oh, I wanted to say, what's it, Cambosis? This guy, he, he would he would circle one way, then circle the other. Yeah. Teofimo was confused in there. And there was a portion in, in the fight where quite early on, Teofimo switched to Southport. I don't know what he did that for. Because he got pissed up even more. The moment he switched to... During that round, he switched to Southport. He was getting banged up. It was even worse when he was orthodox. I said, Teofimo, you better switch back. <laughs> even the um, commentator was saying, I don't know why Teofimo has done this. There was no need to switch to Southport. It's actually looked worse for him. How many times have you said it? We, we, we've said I've it, said it numerous times. Yeah. These, these guys switched to Southport, switched to orthodox, switched to Southport. And then they look worse because I don't know why they're doing it. They think, oh, maybe it'll, it'll give them the advantage. Yep. Need to do it at the right time. But yep. yeah, didn't work for him. Struggling. He switched back quickly. Um, yeah, mate. Cambosis has pieced up to your female in there, man. To me, um, I, I was giving him the bulk of the rounds. I really, really was. I gave him all that, the entire middle portion of the fight was all George Cambosis Jr. to me. Um, the, like we said, the quality of work, just giving a boxing lesson. Hitting and not getting hit, not negative, you know, being authoritative when he should have been. The jab was looking really, really well. And I was, was I was pissed off with TFE, but I said, where's the jab? You have a brilliant jab. We saw it against freaking Vasily Lomachenko, for crying out loud. What's going on here? Um, and the jab, his jab against Lomachenko was, was varied as well. It was going to the head, going to the body. That's the what body. won the fight. Yeah. The jab to the body. I didn't see that. At all, <laughs> see it this time. Teofimo, throughout the majority of that fight, was just loading up, trying to look for the big shots, the haymakers. And from what I've seen from this kid throughout his career, that is so unlike him, so it was so disappointing. And then it doesn't help the, by the fact that he's going back to his corner. Yeah, I'm on Teofimo Senior now. Because this <laughs> corner work is the most shoddy corner work I've seen, bro. Teofimo Senior, every time Teofimo will go back to the corner, Teofimo was saying, Yeah, we got that. That's our round. We won that round. He's tired. Look, he's scared. Knock him out already. Who the hell yeah. says knock him out already? What? He's t- what are you doing? Get him out of there already. What? He might knock him out already. What? <laughs> that is that is so, so shoddy. I'm so sorry. Oh, Terrible man. corner work. His, his dad's saying, oh, yeah, we won that round. We won that round. We won that round. Our round. He's tired. He's scared. Knock him out already. Huh? Your son's getting pieced up. You're saying that? Yeah. That is peak. That is so, so peak. Embarrassing corner work. I'm so sorry. Did they hear um, any advice? Did they hear anything? No, no insights, nothing. You go over to Cambosis Juniors and then they're telling him that will yep. move Keep moving, keep refusing yep. it. Double jab. jab. <laughs> You're hearing boxing advice over there. Shocking. And the jab from Cambosis was brilliant. Everything was coming off the jab. Yep. They set up the overhand right hand off the jab. Mm. The jab was landing. The overhand right hand was landing. The overhand right hand was peak. Right. And, then, and then he started throwing the uppercut in the mix as well. Yeah. <laughs> where where, where Teofimo thought he was going to try to catch the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uppercut real quick. And it was a nasty uppercut as well. I was like, yeah, this guy, is, he's, he's, showing, he's showing out right now. He's showing all the aspects to his game at the right time. He's raised his levels. And this, this is a pro Teofimo crowd. This is Madison Square Garden. This is his backyard. And obviously when he came in, Teo, 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 that crowd was silenced. That, I mean, he, he silenced the crowd. And it's crazy because 
you know how earlier I, I mentioned how this fight for Tifim was a complete antithesis, complete opposite of his fight with Lomachenko. Remember how the Lomachenko fight went in the sense that Tifimo started amazing, middle portions amazing, but then towards the end of the middle portions, then towards the later rounds, he faded, ran out of gas. Lomachenko's come on strong. Well, this fight was kind of the opposite. He he did he tried to start fast, got got his got his chin rocked first round, dropped. And then he was getting pieced up. But compared to the Lomachenko fight where he faded towards the later rounds, this fight he's come on strong now in the later rounds. Tfimo's had his rally. Um towards I gave him a couple of rounds in a row, I think from like round eight to nine, eight, nine, ten, or you know, that you know that latest stretch yeah. of rounds. Tfimo yeah. is coming in strong now. And in the tenth round, he's finally got his got back for the knockdown. His caught count Cambosa was kind of off balance, I think. Was kind of retreating and Tiafimo sort of glanced him on the head yeah. and he's gone down. And Tiafimo's actually had this guy hurt. Seriously, seriously yeah. hurt. And we know this kid is a finisher, right? We know we've seen when he gets his opponents hurt, he, he gets these guys out there. But is it was it me or did this guy let Cambosa off the hook after he had him hurt? I feel I like he, let off the hook. I don't know what let off the hook. Cambosis. But was showing mad heart to me. He was, so but he, he was close. He was mad hurt though. He was so he hurt. His was legs struggling. were struggling. Legs were he, finished. His legs were gone, but he was he was like, no way. Because this guy was still in the pocket and he was still swinging. That's the thing. He, he, balls are still yet yeah, because pause. Because he, this guy was swinging for the hills despite the fact that he had no legs to stand on. He wasn't really clinching in that. He was still trying to, you know, fight in fight and scrap in the pocket, which is crazy, crazy hot. Um, but I feel like TFM really should have capitalised there because whereas Cambosa's knockdown was at the end of a round and yeah. Tia wasn't that hurt, like you said, Cambosa's legs were so, so finished, he could barely stand. And I was surprised that Tia kind of let him off there. Um, and the 11th, he, yeah, so that 10th round was crucial because Tia had come off on, the, he, like I think I gave him like three or four rounds in a row. He was yeah. looking strong. And then obviously that, that knockdowns evened it out. I think I still had Cambosis up by one at that point anyways. But I thought to myself, okay, off this momentum shift here, if Tiafimo carries on here, he might be able to nick this fight at least yeah. uh, or get a draw, maybe. I, I, I agree. I thought Tiafimo was going to get him out of there at that point. Mm. So early in the round. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. See if he was going to come on strong now. But he, he let him off the hook. I he did, man. I, I, I don't know about let off the hook because, it, it, bro, he was still, he's been getting pieced up all night. He's yeah. been getting counted. He's been getting hit. And with Cambosa still throwing, Cambosa still looking live. Yeah. He was probably a bit wary about getting caught as well. True. And Cambosa actually was hurting Tiafima throughout that fight, I thought. I mm. thought. Like we said, men they mentioned earlier, that was the first time I saw Cambosis apart from the first round. It's the first, first time I saw him truly hurt in the fight. He was taking big shots from Tiafimo and taking it calmly. And his own shots seemed to be troubling Tiafimo more. But at the same time, yeah, I hear what you're saying. But as you said, he's been getting pieced up. Unless he truly, well, he claims he truly felt he was ahead. But surely that urgency has got to come into play. Like, yo, I'm... Potentially, this is a close fight. I could potentially be down here. Let me let me get this guy out of here just, just to take out the judges' hands because they might have me down. I would have thought that would have kicked in. But obviously, we'll come back to that because obviously he made certain comments after the fight that maybe he was deluded, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, that 10th has happened now. Cambosa survives. 
I'm happy he survived because I thought to myself, oh, it'd be cruel for him to go like this when he's done such good work up until now. 11th and 12th, obviously, I'm thinking, now these two championship rounds, crucial. So, so crucial because it's a tight fight. I think I've got George up by one round. Different. I'm looking pre and score cards, obviously, on Twitter and obviously the score cards, you know, from the, um, what was it, the zone people and that. Yeah, some have got, minutes. yeah, some have, I think, Chris, I think Chris Mannix also had Cambodia up by one. I'm yeah. seeing people online, you know, like Dan Raphael and them and there, they've got it as a draw or they might have tear up by one. I think it's a bloody hell. It's tight. He's sort of dragged it back. Which surprising to me as well, because I thought it was going to be one way traffic. I think I even tweeted earlier on the count that, oh, this fight's over. <laughs> I think I tweeted, I think I tweeted that in round eight, bro. I said, this fight's done. <laughs> but obviously then Tiafimo's had some mad rallies. So I thought, okay, cool. And the knockdown squared things a little bit. Uh, what I've seen from George Cambosis in round 11 and round 12, I believe, shades of what we saw Tiafimo against Lomachenko. Remember that crucial 12th round where Lomachenko mm. was built up ahead of steam? Well, it was meant to be crucial. Well, we thought it was crucial, but in the yeah. end it really wasn't, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that 12th round there where we said that Tiafimo showed what he's made of, heart of a champion. This is why he's, he should be the future. Mm. Um... Lomachenko had just been piecing him up for a while now, had come back and you're thinking peak. And Tiafimo showed us stuff. He came back in that 12th round, won that 12th round magnificently, of you know, assertively, and crowned himself, right? Yeah. Cambosa has sort of done that same thing in rounds 11 and 12. Yep. He's run both those, those two rounds convincingly for me. He's got his legs back in round 11, and he's gone back to what he was doing, boxing him, piecing him up, etc. Tiafimo was looking befuddled. He's looking desperate. And then once round 12 again, he's done the exact same thing, bro. Open, open him up badly. Yep. Nasty Bust cut Tiafimo had, yeah. Um, at one point, they even checked. They got the ring doctor to check, didn't they? Because it was, mm. it was a nasty cut, man. Tiafimo's face was a mess. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what a performance from George fucking Cambosis. <laughs> I, 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 I was sitting there thinking, you've, you've just knocked him down. Mm-hmm. And now it looks like to me, Cambosis Jr. might be the one to get the stoppage. He, he punched himself the out, to... maybe. I don't know, yeah. yeah. I was, look, I was looking at rounds 11 and 12. I was like, if anyone's going to knock someone out, Cambosis is going to stop Lopez here because he was piecing them up in two rounds. This kid's got so much heart, man. So much heart. Man, proper warrior. Proper, proper warrior. I mean, he's, what, he's, he's Aussie Greek, um, Spartan heritage, apparently. So he's got the whole 300, you know, never surrender, tattooed on him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Man, I can tell. He, he, that he, he will fit right in the 300 movie. I promise you that. Like this guy is no never never say die. Um, Remember the Selby fight? And I asked you, where, where's this guy from? We can, yeah, the height he's showing it might be like a Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah, I was like, where's his where's his heritage from? But, but he's yeah. a monster, man. He's a monster in his own right. Um, and like I said, he was full value for that victory, man. Um, yeah. So twelve on the full twelve rounds. Um, I'm there saying after the 12th now, what, judges are going to shag Tiafimo. I mean, they're going to shag Cambosis because this is the Madison Square Gardens and yeah. it's a fairly close fight, even though to me, I've got my man up by two rounds. Cambosis Jr., I mean. Um, judges' scorecards read out. Um, and obviously, yeah, split decision, split decision in favour of George Cambosis. Happy days. I was so, so happy. Fully deserved it. And he heard the kick clapping. <laughs> so, so, he was killing me. 
before the scorecards were announced, yeah, and he heard obviously Cambosis is celebrating on the corner. He believes yeah. he's won it. Eddie Hearn stood by his corner, yeah. smiling. That's, that's why I texted you. I said, Eddie knows. Look at the way he's smiling. He knows he's won. Smiling, capping for capping, just there smiling. Hey, the we'll, talk, we'll talk about why Eddie Hearn's smiling because <laughs> perfect situation for him, boy. Um, boom. Um, yeah, just just inspirational, amazing scenes. Cambodia mm. is an inspirational guy in himself, to be honest, because obviously we talked about hardships and all that kind of stuff and how how badly how how hungry he is. And you can really tell, man, when someone's that determined, it's not just words to them. They mean it. And how he's conducted himself throughout his entire... Obviously, this fight wasn't meant to happen time ago. Well, like last year, I swear. Um, or earlier this year. And it's, been moved, year, it's yeah. been moved eight times. Um, how he's conducted himself, right? This whole thing has been nothing short of amazing. He's a G in my eyes. And how he conducted himself in the ring, G. Not only was he bashing him up and talking smack to him whilst bashing him up, but just how respectful he is as well. Um, I think he, what, he lost some family members during the whole camp and whatnot. Um, had just recently had a child as well. Um, and for both fighters, it's been, it's been a bit of a horror show, isn't it, in terms of getting this fight on board. But yeah. I ain't trying to hear no excuses from the TFEMO camp because... Yes, there's ring rust involved. But Cambosa has the same ring rust because he last fought last year as well. Yep. Um, before this fight was made, I saw Tifimo do an interview mentioning about how he's injured going into this fight. He was people say, Oh, yeah, you know, it's it's what happens in camp, blah, blah, etc. 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 But I just found it odd he was putting it out there that he's getting in, he was injured before going into this one. I'm not hearing that one either because I seem to recall when they fought Lomachenko and Lomachenko's camp came out and said that he was injured. Tiafimo's camp were, were, didn't have it. They were like, nope, too bad. It is what it is. Yep. He said he was injured for that fight as well. He yeah. He was injured for the Lomachenko fight. Yeah, man. exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, <laughs> cool. So, I, I, I don't care about that. Um, He's had a kid recently. So, he, it's Cambosis. So, so it's Cambosis. Yeah, exactly. So, look, no excuses. See, the weight cut. <laughs> I don't care about the weight cut. Yes, you know, <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> I'm not hearing any of it. They lost fair and square. And the reason oh. why they lost is because this guy didn't take this guy seriously. Simple. And that's bad. That's the funniest one. The funniest one. Mm. TFC, yeah? Said, ah, we shouldn't have left top rank. We shouldn't have fought in the zone. <laughs> he said, ah, top rank are more loyal. And he's learned that now. Like, ah. I was like, what? No, he wasn't saying we. He said, I shouldn't have left this. This guy talks like he's the fighter. He said, I shouldn't yeah. have left. I shouldn't have left top rank. <laughs> Should have stayed on there. Shouldn't have gone to the zone. I've learnt my lesson now. So what's he trying to say? That, ah, it's because they were in the zone that he lost. Well, Cambos is in the zone fighter. So I don't... I don't... <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you deep, if he was an ESPN yeah. top rank, he's trying yeah. to say they would have gifted him. They would have gifted him the W. <laughs> that's shocking. That's uh, shocking. That's, that's what I take from what he said. He said, oh, we shouldn't have left top and, rank. And, and the, oh, like I said, it's, it's a... You know me, I'm not... I'm very consistent with my messaging about I don't discard fighters after they take a, take a loss, right? It's super important to me not to do, you know, I hate it when fighters are labelled as damaged goods and whatnot after they take a loss. Um, this is Tiafimo's first loss. The kid's 24. I'm not going to say now that the win against Lomachenko was a fluke. It yeah. definitely was no fluke. They'll say the takeover's I, falling through, though. 
Takeover <laughs> collapses. <laughs> Takeover denied, didn't it? <laughs> oh, oh. No, not enough. <laughs> <Fun. laughs> the deal's oh. deal falling through. Woo. Yeah, the takeover falls through, man. Oh, that's peak. But, nah, actually, but yeah, yeah no, nah, I'm not going to quote because certain comments were made by certain other fighters after this fight was made. We'll discuss them as well. But yeah, the, the Lomachenko victory wasn't a fluke in my eyes. He's not a fraud. Um, that was a f- superb performance against a, a generational fighter. And he got the gameplay perfect, you know, the game plan perfectly right. Styles makes fights, all of that, right? But I did not see that fight yesterday. He fought a completely different way. He fought the wrong way. And I can only pull it down to the fact that this guy was ill-prepared. So last week we talked about bad preparation. Tiafima clearly didn't take this guy seriously at all. He thought he was going to be able to knock this guy out in one round, like he said he would, and then move on to bigger and better. And it's come back to bite him in the ass. And it's a bad loss. Because I said, he's not, he's not finished. And he, I, yes, I probably, I do kind of believe that, yeah, maybe he does have issues. They've talked about him struggling to make 135, 135 for a while now. Even the Lomachenko fight, they said it was a struggle for him to get down to 135. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, cool. He can go up to 140. 140's there for him. And he can do bits in 140. I'm sure he will do, do bits. He's a great fighter. But there's a way in which you take a loss you conduct yourself after a loss. First of all, not preparing for it or not taking the guy seriously is bad enough. <laughs> but then after, in the post-fight interviews where Cambosis, obviously they interviewed interview Cambosis first. See, film has come to crush that interview. I said straight away, I won that fight. Um, he's then also said, oh yeah, I, you know, I won it 10 rounds to two. That's how I had it. <laughs> I said, nah. He said, 11, um, he said 11 to 2 first. Yeah, he said he first 11 to 2. <laughs> deep in the maths off. Maybe this guy, he might have been concussed. <laughs> <laughs> CT kick it in, boy. Um, because, yeah, because then he corrected himself to 10 to 2. And I think he said something about, oh, yeah, everybody knows, everyone here knows I won. The crowd started mm. booing. Yeah. Cambosa said, like, you, you sure? <laughs> and then Cambosa said, <laughs> He said, he said, you need to move up, mate. It was delusional. <laughs> How could he say? You need to, he said, move up. He said, move up. You're, you're delusional. <laughs> you need to move up, bro. You're delusional. Oh, man. That but is you peak. Know that the was did, poor from him. The ref did raise Teofimo's hands, you know, as the scores were being read out. Did he? he? Raised, yeah, he raised Teofimo's oh, hands clock. first. I didn't clock. Then, oh. Yeah, Teofimo mentioned that the ref, the ref raised my hand and he did raise his hand. I don't know why the ref done that because they hadn't even finished announcing yeah, and yeah, the ref, the announcer went, and still it's because uh, I say it's yes, it's that I, I clocked actually. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he said, uh, it's still it's undefeated, but they're both undefeated. Yeah, but I don't think the ref clocked that this guy's undefeated as well. Yeah, but obviously it's Tia Fimo yeah, and everyone's yeah, a lot. Still, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah, the, the ref, but then that's he, he's he still lost. Look, they weren't read out. It's a loss, and the fact that you've lost on the fact that you're ill prepared and not taking the guy seriously. That's bad, man. That's really bad. And then, yeah, like the way you conduct yourself after the fight as well, you know, the sour grapes, sore loser, you know. Mm. Everyone hates losing. We know this. But it's yeah. a way to do it in terms of you've lost. Look, you congratulate your opponent. You keep it moving and say, oh, I'll, I'll be back next time. Or let's run it back or something. Um, it's picked now for T. Fimo because, yes, like I said, I don't think he's damaged goods. I still think he'll be a world champion at 140 and wherever he goes to. The kid's a phenomenal boxer. But... 
he's left this 135 because I don't think he's coming back. Yeah. What there's no one, there's no rematch clause. Mm-hmm. That's one. Two, as you said, my man struggles to make weight at 135. So he's got to go. As as Cambodia said, he needs to move up. <laughs> so to me, it's mad because you've done all that hard work. How can you defeat Vasily Lomachenko, the Matrix? All that hard work to gain the respect and become the kingpin of the 135 division and then do that. Yep. And then lose it in that way. And then go Mad. for Adrian Broner. Is it Mad. Is it yeah, it's, 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 it's a cock up, man. It's a big blow up. I can't lie. It's peak. I beat um, that man. Everybody know I beat him. <laughs> you know I beat that boy. <laughs> I control the fight. I could. <laughs> That's a legendary interview, man. Uh, all, all of his post fight interviews are legendary. Because my, my man goes, oh, yeah. Wait, we, we said to Jim Gray, I, I might be 0 and 7, but I'm 7 0 against you. <laughs> oh. Uh, um, if we, like, he's over yeah. home crowd winning. It's peak. 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 Bro, like I said, you've done all that work, man, to gain the respect, be the man at the 135 division, be the boogeyman, even. And then you've sort of thrown it away in that way. It's a bit of a bad taste in the mouth, man. I can't deny it, man. Especially this is we 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 rate this guy. We root for him. Yep. We were saying he's the guy they need to see. He's the guy at the top of the tree. Um, and yeah, to lose, it's no shame to lose to Cambosis. Cambosis is a brilliant fighter, as we can see. Yeah, but it's just the way it happened, man. It's bad, 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 bad. Lack of focus. Talking about fighting Josh Taylor, talking beefing Devin Haney, going back and forth with other fighters, and focus er- on everything Cambosis said came to light. He yep. said, this guy's been in the bright lights. He's, he, he said he's a groupie. He said he's at every event. Music, blah, blah, blah. Damn, they called him a groupie. So he's out here at every event, you know, posturing, you know, beefing other guys, etc. He said he's not taking it seriously. That hunger he had for Lomachenko, Cambridge said he doesn't see it anymore. Mm. He said that straight up. I don't see the hunger anymore. It's not there. He's, too, he's now the superstar. Whilst obviously he said he's been in the dark. He's, he's been... <laughs> It, 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 it was like, you know, Dark Knight Rises, the Bane, Batman, you know, oh, you merely adopted I was I was raised in the dark, mold, molded by it. Yeah. It was like, he, he dropped that basically. Mm. And it came to light. This guy wasn't focused enough, man. And he thought it would be easy, walk over W, probably looking at Cambosis' resume, who have you fought? Lee Selby, the best win, or Mickey Bear, or whatever, I don't know. Split decision, split decision against Lee Selby. That was an SD, you remember? So he's probably there thinking... Should, shouldn't have been. Should have been, but it was. Yeah. Obviously, match, match, <laughs> match. match. <laughs> Eddie tried it. <laughs> Eddie tried it, but yeah. Looking at that thinking, yeah, this is food for me. Food. And yeah. This, we saw what's happened now. Um, but yeah. I mean, he think, holds all the cards now. So he holds all the cards. I do think TFM will be back at 140. Like I said, I think there's fights to be there to be made for him. And I still think he can do well in that division and win the title. We will see TFM will be back, but he's got to take a long hard look at himself. But yeah, enough. He best him. keep. He, he best keep Josh Taylor's name out his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 the one that because obviously, yeah, quickly actually because obviously, um, all this talk about TFMO Haney, TFMO Ryan Garcia, TFMO Tank. We see we saw Haney's reaction straight away. Said, oh, it all makes sense now. T Fimo's a fraud. Um, obviously, now, uh, <laughs> Ryan Goss, in fact, as side note, Ryan Garcia <laughs> and Oscar De La Hoya, you lot are flipping cheeky. You lot are <laughs> flipping Funny cheeky. Guys. I'm seeing Ryan Garcia now say, oh, hopefully, me and hopefully, me and George can get in the ring. 
I never saw you mention Tia Fimo's name once. Not once. Not, Not once. once. So I don't know what you're talking about. And <laughs> Oscar, I think he, I think I think Ryan Garcia beats both of them. <laughs> Shut up, Oscar. You need to know um, what's it? Ryan Garcia is ranked number one in the WBC. I swear he has um, been for time. Yep. David Haney's um the world, like, yeah, he's interim. Ryan Garcia's yeah. interim. Yeah. David Haney's um the champion and um, Tiafimo was franchise champion. Yep. So they all had all had roads to Tiafimo if they wanted. Only yep. Devin Haney really been calling out Tiafimo. Yep. It's poor, man. And then, um, and then, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's a bit cheeky from them. And um, I was going to say, uh, obviously, now the way Eddie Hearn was laughing, because like, let's talk about what's next for George Cambosis. Yeah. He said he's got all the cards. Um, the reason why I know Eddie was laughing is <laughs> obviously when he was there basically celebrating with Cambosis before the scorecards are read out. My man has <laughs> take has put on this fight on the zone because this fight, let's not forget, Tia Lopez is a top ranked fighter. Mm-hmm. Top ranked didn't win the purse bits, Triller won the purse bits, Triller obviously effed up, it's fallen to the people who were second in the purse bits, which was the zone. So not only is Eddie <laughs> promoted this fight on behalf of obviously top ranking them not. He's now sending Tiafimo back to Bob Aaron with no belts. <laughs> and now we know what Eddie's going to do. Eddie's recently recently launched Matchroom Australia. You know that? Okay. He's, he's signed about three or four Australian fighters recently. Very, very recently. And he's talking about plans about how he wants to expand to Australia proper. <laughs> it's just, Eddie's there thinking it's all falling into place because he's got David <laughs> Haney, who he's now going to position for a shot Obviously, Devin Haney, if he t- wins his next bout, which we'll talk about, if he, if he comes through that, it's an easy insight for him to make that fight with George Cambosis Jr. for all the marbles in that 135 division. And, okay. yeah, he could come in Australia. So, yeah, man, he's smiling. He is smiling. Another undisputed fight on the cards, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. And, and I'll be real with you, bro. I want George Cambosis to win all the marbles. Yep, it's me too. Do you know why? Because, like I said, the way these are now jumping at, jumping at the bit to call out George Cambosis, even Shakur Stevenson was calling him out. Yeah. <laughs> they, that, to me, tells me that they all think he's food. Because, like I said, apart from David Haney, none of these lot were really jumping at talking about Tiafimo Lopez. Hardly any of them was. Yeah. So they all think this guy's food, really. And I really hope he's able to shock the world again. And I think he's capable of He's actually a very, very good boxer. Um... So, yeah, I, I want him to go as far as he can, man. I really like him. His dad's interview, we posted up on, on our Twitter. If you listeners want to check, check us out, check, check it out. Just inspirational, man. One of the yeah. best boxing dad interviews I've, I've watched. I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking, man. Just lovely, lovely yeah. stuff. You feel he's happy so, for you feel so happy proud for of him. Yeah, super yeah, proud. Super you proud. hear his journey, how he, his mentality, how he's come. And now he's a unified world champion. And you, you see that in that fight, everything his father was saying about him as a kid, yeah. you see it now and you see how far it's come. So it's, yeah. it's mad inspirational. He's good as well, man. He's actually really like, like yeah. he, prof- he boxed better against Tiafimo when he did against Lee Selby. And we thought the Lee Selby performance was really good. Yeah. Uh, he raised his game, man. He's a very good boxer. And he showed that he's got pop because I questioned whether he had that pop to his punches. Um. Because I don't recall him really hurting Serbi that much. I swear, I can't. Serbi's bigger than him as well. 
Yeah, is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Sobi's slightly bigger. Yeah. So he's, and was bigger as well. So he's yeah. a, a huge lightweight. But yeah, yeah he has popped. He has popped. So we saw, we saw. I mean, he dropped Tiafimo nicely, man. And Tiafimo's only been down one time. The only time Tiafimo's been down was in his debut. Mm. But he doesn't like, he, yeah, he's, he's got a good chin, Tiafimo. So yeah, man, just a massive, massive upset. Um, and I'm happy that it's gone to Cambosis. Nicest guy, driven guy, and he's good as well. He's not like Cambosis is trash. This guy's a sick boxer. So shout out to my man, man. Shout out to my man for real. And Tio, boy, just come back with that same hunger at 140. Um, if it's Josh Taylor, boy. But if if it's when Josh, because Josh Taylor will move up soon, let's be real. Um, he can then yeah. make that make that division his at some point, which I think he can. I think he will at some point, but it's just a bad way to go out of 135, man. Really bad way to bow out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, sick fight. Sick, sick fight. Yeah, super enjoyable. Yeah. Um, damn. See female. His dad as well, clown. Dad's a clown. Oh, dad's a, <laughs> no, the, the way the, the way the dad moved throughout this entire thing was peak, man. Embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing. See yeah. female's dad's a joker, man. Yeah. All but all boxing, we know all but boxing dads are crazy. They're all nut nutters, man. They, they all like trying to live vicariously through their sons. It's so funny. Seniors actively saying, uh, I shouldn't have done this. I, yeah. I, 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 he's talking about I. What do you mean, you? You're not a fighter, bro. <laughs> but yeah, he's loud mouth, poor yeah. advice. Yeah, the, cor- the corner was just pissing me off, man. There was no advice whatsoever. It was just, oh, get him out of there already. That's so bad. That's. That's shades of Tunde, you know. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Empty the tank. Yeah, anyways. We'll, we'll get there anyways. <laughs> um, mm. Another fight quickly want to touch upon that happened yesterday as well. Uh, another unification in the... Is it, is it Super Bantam weight? I think it is. I think it's, it's yeah. Super Bantam. Brandon Figueroa, Stephen Fulton Jr. Um, yeah, man. This was a brainstormer, wasn't it, bro? Yeah, sixth fight, man, from round one. Everyone knows how Brandon Figueroa comes, man. Yeah. He, he doesn't fight tall. He's tall. He's Relentless. <laughs> you expect him to kind of jab a move yeah. looking at his dimensions, but my man, he'll fight small, come forward, and just yeah. throw punches. Just throw yeah. punches. doesn't matter how many he's taking. He's just there to unload. He throw over a thousand punches Mad. over the course. So, Mad. yeah. It- and Fulton's meant to have, like, you know, he's been to box and move, but we saw in the Leo fight that he, he's happy to bang as well. Yeah, I was going to say, it was sort of Figueroa's like relentless energy mm. and just relentless pressure versus, for the for a lot of a part anyway, Fulton's, I guess, boxing skills, technical boxing skills, back foot, counter-punching, etc. But it then turned into an all-out war, I guess, didn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fulton just, he won't, he won't move because Figueroa was so relentless. Fulton probably fought most of it on the ropes, but he was, he, was, he was landing the counters, he was yeah. rolling the shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was landing the clean, effective punching mm-hmm. over the course of it, whereas the output was coming from Figueroa. Yeah. So it was, it was difficult to score. There was a lot of clinching, there was, but it was a barnstorm. These guys were trading, throwing punches, landing, mm-hmm. looking like they're hurting each other. And at some points you think, oh, maybe someone's going to go here because yeah. that's a clean shot. But for 12 rounds, these two were just going at it. Yeah, credit, credit, credit to both Warriors for putting their belts on the line because they, they recently became um, champs, I swear. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, they recently both got their belts in their last fight, basically. So, mm-hmm. credit to them for 
you know, get in there straight away. No time yep. wasted to and, unifying young yeah. in their prime. Well, facts. Um, love seeing that, and it was majority decision win for Fulton. But I guess the general consensus was, I guess, for you, did you when you obviously did, did you feel like Fulton was good value for it? Well, a lot of people were saying that not it was a robbery or nothing, but it could have yeah. gone either way. Literally could have gone either way. Hundred percent. And yeah. and some people even had it a draw. And yeah. I think the general consensus is that they need to run it back, not because of the fact that someone got robbed, but because it was close and yeah. because it was a barnstormer, they just want to see it yeah. again. They deserve to run it back. But yeah, I, do, do you feel like Fulton had it in your eyes? Yeah, um, before the fight, I, I picked Fulton. Yeah, you picked him. I picked, I picked Figueroa, yeah. So you could maybe say I was being a bit, a bit biased, but honestly, if it was a draw, I would have been happy. If Brandon Figueroa got it, fair enough. Yep. If Fulton got it, fair enough, because... It depends on the judges once again. What I didn't like was the scorecards. Right. The scorecards were, I what think, um, two judges had it 116, 112 to, yeah. to Fulton. Fulton, and one had it 115, 113 to. And I was like, four rounds, of, it was closer than that to me. Yeah. A lot closer. Yeah. Maybe one or two rounds. It could have easily been a draw to me, easily. Yeah. So having it, those scorecards slightly wide, it was a bit confusing to me, but mm. yeah, um, obviously Brandon Figaro done the same thing as Teofimo Lopez after the bell. He's come over, interrupted yeah. Fulton Jr.'s interview. He started screaming, it was a robbery. Same yes. thing, everyone knows that one. I've seen his post fights, not even in ring, but as in afterwards as yeah. well. He was there saying they need to, you know, they need to run it back because he was robbed, etc. I know he, he landed, I think he landed more Obviously, then you're seeing the effective punches who landed the cleaner shots with a couple of yeah. But um, it's one of the fights, man. It depends on, as a judge, how do you like it? Do you like the volume or do you like the effect, you know, the clean power shots, etc.? Yeah, it's volume pick them sort of things, isn't it? So, yeah. Just, he, he really he really was just throwing. He was just throwing. <laughs> just non- he's, he's so relentless. So, he's so relentless. Doesn't matter where it's landing, he was just throwing. Was yeah. Throwing non-stop. And then yeah. when... You're seeing his head getting spun while he's throwing, but he still he still still be throwing. Yeah, it comes down to the effectiveness. But he's Ford Junior was quite humble. He was like, "Look, it was a close fight. It was a close fight. Yeah. Either of us could have got it. I'm happy to run it back. We could do it yeah. again. Yeah, I, I hope they do. Yeah, well, Figaro, Figueroa said, "Yeah, let's do it." Then Jim Gray questioned him afterwards. He said, no, "I've got to move up now." <laughs> Jim Gray said, "Wait, what?" <laughs> you don't want the rematch? He's like, yeah, I do, I do. But he said, but you want the rematch? Jim Gray pressed him. He, 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 his dimensions are very mad. That division, his dimensions are mm. mad. Like, he's tall and rangy and he's got really long levers. Um, I'm yeah. not surprised that he fancies himself in the upper weight class, right? Because he's quite big, um, Brandon yeah. Figueroa. He, but, must, um, he must struggle to make the weight, but yeah. he doesn't fight, but he doesn't fight like he's, he's long he, and rangy. Even against Neri, we were saying, he, he, this guy doesn't fight like he's a tall, rangy fighter. He fights on the inside. Yep. Just throws bombs. Um, well, love, see, yeah. love seeing that, man. Love seeing that. You know, people. It's a great fight. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people might have had um, Figueroa winning just because of the volume, and mm. he had he had yeah. on I, had that. I, I saw that as well. I thought more people were leaning towards Figueroa from what I saw. Yeah, but at the same time, during the fight, it was I was pre the tweets. It was definitely 50-50 during, yeah. and then afterwards, obviously, a lot of people were coming out saying they felt Figueroa won. Mm. But um, yeah, I could. I, I was watching it thinking they're gonna thought was gonna get this just because of the clean effective work he was, yep. he was landing. But yeah, great fight. Another great fight. We were spoiled last night, just obviously not too happy about the sore loser 
stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I know there's a lot of emotions in a title fight. Always, fight. yeah. Boxing's a hard sport. You go through camp. Of course, there's going to be emotions. So, who am I to say how they should react? But you don't like to see it anyway. Yeah. Um. Cool, cool, cool. All right, man. Next week, we've got some lovely, lovely fights. This one, this, this upcoming week. Um, Three fights to talk about. Um, I feel like we should start because we've been discussing the 135 division already. Let's start there. Um, Devin Haney, fresh off him lambasting Tiafimo, calling him a fraud, and then obviously mentioning how he wants to get in the ring with Cambosis. He himself needs to make sure that he is not taking his opponent lightly in Jojo Diaz. Um, that's next week. Um, I thought it was deja vu here because you know how we said that we thought that Tiafema was going to, he should come through Cambosis. Mm. I'm going to say the exact same thing. I think Devin Haney should be coming through Jojo Diaz comfortably. But as you know, boxing, anything can happen. And Jojo Diaz is a good fighter. He's a very mm-hmm. good fighter. I actually rate Jojo Diaz quite highly. Um, this has come about because <laughs> I remember the old back and forth between the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now. Jojo Diaz is a freaking clown. I'm sorry <laughs> for what he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember, we yep. killed him. We killed him. <laughs> this guy uh, is my man. Is, is David De Gea, WBC champion, obviously. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. The real WBC champion. And Jojo Diaz has been mandatory for this guy for time. Uh, but he's calling him out. And David De Gea has said, you know you're my mandatory, right? All you have to do is write to the board and say you want that shot. This guy said, why don't you write to the board? I said, yo. I said, yo. I said, yo. It's so funny. Have you ever, ever seen that, Flores? Ever? I've never seen... David Haney is the, the boogeyman because people have shots at him and they they're calling other people. They call out other people. He's mandatory. The Ryan Garcia. Now Jojo Diaz. This guy said, is his mandatory. And Devin Henney said, you know, my mandatory, go enforce that, go enforce that. And this guy said, why don't you go and enforce it? Huh? <laughs> the championship going to enforce fighting the challenge. He might be suffering from CTE as well, you know, because that is crazy. Oh, everyone killed him. He must yeah, have been yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Oh my god. Because that's everything that's wrong with boxing right now. That is so bad. That is so, so bad. Off the strength of that, he can't win. But he can he's exactly. capable of winning. He's capable of winning. He's a good fighter. But I will say that's the difference between George Cambos, because as soon as George Cambos won his fight that was mandatory, called him out straight away. Called him and he was yeah. saying he's gonna win from the get-go. Yeah. He said, yeah. I want I want this fight, I want to beat him. Jojo Diaz was, was looking to arrange fights with other people while he, he's mandatory. My, my question is Jojo Diaz truly believe he can win this fight. He is a black like city, he's a boxer with ability, but yeah, I mean now that. Now that Tiafimo has fallen, I mean, a lot of people are going to say that Devin Haney is now the best, the best in the division by default. Um, Devin Haney is a brilliant, brilliant fighter, man. Um, yeah, wonderful fighter, man. Um, so skilled technically, and he's got size as well. Yeah. I think the only thing we've questioned with him about him in his past, in the past, is is he a killer? Um, a lot of guys who felt like he should have been stopping, and he didn't stop. Gamboa being one of them. Yep. Did he stop? He didn't even stop him, did he, Gamboa? No. Did he stop him in the end? No, he didn't stop no, him. He didn't drop him. Because I, I remember, I, I remember, because I said, yeah. I said Gamboa is the sorest in Chile. 
Yeah, I, I said Gaboa has gone down eight times in his last two fights. This guy is notoriously chilly. He didn't even drop this guy. So yeah, Devin Haney isn't a killer from what we've seen. Um, and that's what I want to see from Devin Haney in this fight. I want to see some killer instincts. I want to see you hurt your guy and go at him. And not necessarily get him out of there, but just show that you've got mean intentions. Because we know he's got the whole hit and not got hit, not get hit thing patterned. As a boxer, there's going to be He's probably, apart from Lomachenko, probably is the best boxer in that division, yeah. in my opinion. We've um, said that he's probably the most skilled yeah. out, of, out of the bunch. Yeah. Apart from Loma. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Out of, yeah, out of the young the young yeah, guys. The young guys, guns, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have the same pop power yeah. and killing instincts. Yeah. So that's what I want to see in this fight. That's my takeaway for Devin Haney in this fight. I want to see some killer instinct in there. I want, to see, I want, I want you to be a shark. You smell blood in the water. Um, but yeah, it is a potential banana skin, this one. It really is. Because Devin Jojo Diaz is, isn't food. Um, yeah, man. Um, I guess since that when he gets Tevin Farmer as well, that was obviously we wanted to because obviously we were rooting for Tevin on that one, and Jojo Diaz kind of yeah, he beat him. Um, yeah, he hasn't really I don't think he's lost since then at all. He's he's been on a bit of a winning trail. Um, so yeah, no, nah, it's it's a potential banana skin. But I will stick to my guns here, stick to what I know and what I feel like I will see. Obviously, I called Tia female to win because I expected to see a certain Tia female. I didn't expect to see that. But yeah. I think Devin Haney is pretty focused. Uh, but again, he's another one that you see him at all these events. Yep. Always the big bust downs on and everything. You see him at all these, you know, he's, he's active, you know, in these public appearances. Yep. But I feel like he would have been, he would have trained seriously for this because. He fought Tia females in the come for his fight, and that's the money fight there. You get yeah. me? So I think like he would have he would have taken this more seriously. I feel like. Well, he has to because he's been doing the same thing as Tia female. He's yeah. been calling out Tia female. Yeah. He's been arguing, saying, shaking hands about fights. Yeah. Um, so he needs to focus because right now, matching fighters, make play fighters are losing. There's mm. a hell of upsets at the minute. Mm. So we could see if Jojo wins this, it's a massive lightweight shakeup, you know, massive yeah. shakeup in the division. Boy, all, we might have to all, say, my God, see his number one. Brother, all, all that perspective talk we've been talking for the past year about our oh, uh, rankings and whatnot, down, down the, the drain, bro. Out the window. Out the window. It's out the Crazy. window right now. Yeah, well, yeah, we can't. Ryan Garcia, number one, that is nasty. <laughs> nah, <laughs> Not um, to say Ryan Garcia's food, he's good, but it's just, yeah, these other guys, we had ahead of them still. Yeah. Um, Devin should win this. He, he should win, he should this, win um, this. He's got the size and the skills. To, to assert his authority, I think, in this one, to win yeah. this one, I reckon. Um, and yeah, he better win this because that Cambosis, sh- you're probably thinking Cambosis, he's probably looking at Cambosis as more beatable than Tiafimo. So, yeah, yeah man, he, I hope he wins this. And um, I know Cambosis ain't going to duck. <laughs> he's going to want to want to make that unification ASAP. So, shout out yeah. to my man. Um, so, so yeah. money fights as well for him now. It's legacy. Yeah. So, yeah. He'll be done. So yeah, let's say Devin Haney, UD, I guess maybe. Um, yeah, I'll go UD, but I do want to see him have some pop and drop him a couple of times if he can, and yeah, just be careful because it is a potential bonus skin for sure. Um, cool. Uh, Javante Davis is also fighting a day later. He's he's fighting on Sunday uh, against Isaac Cruz. Um, this fight is at one three five, I think. Okay, good. I think it's at one three five. I hope uh, so. 
So we can we can finally add his name to the mix if he's sticking around. Boy, we we've been adding his name to the mix. Man. He's he's been in the mix. I, I, um, I think he's at one three. Yeah, actually, wait, let me check because he's defending his. Yeah, he's defending one of his belts. Yeah, he's defending, he's, he's defending his WBA regular lightweight title. So it's that'll be one three five then. Regular. Isaac I'll Cruz. Think... Sorry, yeah, he's he's got he's got like three regular belts. I swear. Actually, no, he's got one super belt in at 130, I swear. Yeah. And then the other two, he's got 140, 135 regular belts. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, Isaac Cruz, don't know much about him. I know he's a late replacement for, obviously, Rolly Romero. His mm. record is pretty good. He's not bad to be fair. His, I mean, his record, you know, 20, 22 wins, 15 by KO, one loss. Uh, he beat Francisco Vargas, who I know. He was in a fight with... Um, oh... A good fight as well. Vargas fought um, Bachel. Oh, lost, yeah. lost, lost to Bachel. Um, he's beaten Diego Magdaleno as well. I know of him. He's a good, he was a good fighter. Um, yeah, good resume. I mean, good record, this Isaac Cruz, but I'm, I'm expecting fight. I've never seen a fight. Uh, I'm, expecting, I'm, I'm expecting the usual tank explosion. You know, the, the usual tank bomb to detonate. Hopefully not another upset, but yeah, I doubt it. It's just, it's, I'll tell you what's killing me. Tank's last seven or well, eight now, once he fights Isaac Cruz, they've all, they've all been Hispanic. <laughs> that's that's the money team. Tank only fights Mexicans, Argentinians, and, and just Spanish-speaking. You know how funny that is, man? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Always fights have been against Hispanic guys in the last eight fights. That is hilarious. That is funny they, as hell. They know it splits, splits boxing fans, so it's good for because it's because they know it's gonna they know that their man pay up and they support yeah. their guy in drawers. So, yeah, yeah. He's gonna go through every single Latino fight I watch as, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, uh should be a formality for tank, we hope. Um I'm trying to think what what, what I want to see from him in this fight. So they didn't want to see from tank, he brings yeah. excitement every time, to be honest. Yeah, so. I I try to see it. This ain't a big this ain't a huge fight for him. Yeah. Yeah, so I ain't trying to say anything new. Yeah, yeah, just true. Do, I agree. do what you do, do what you do, and knock your guy out, I, which is what I, you tend st- to do. And stick around. Yeah, <laughs> what you want? <laughs> um, cool. Let's talk about the fight now that I'm most excited for for next week. Um, this is the one I care about the, the most, bro. The rematch is here. Lyndon Arthur, Anthony Yards. Part two. I'm Ooh. brother. I'm so excited for this. I keep seeing, obviously, BT Sport and that uh, watching the football, and obviously the adverts. You see the you know, little promo advert with your know, Linda's yeah. looking through the street. <laughs> yeah. I'm out using my right hand this time. <laughs> Yo, the promo's getting me gas, man. It's getting me gas. I'm, I'm excited for this, man. This is. Let's talk about it, bro. Let's talk about it. Um, mm. Last fight, super close, controversial to some, not controversial to a lot of people. A lot of people had Lyndon winning. I actually had I, I actually had Yard winning, but it was mad close. Yeah, like a, like both like mad cagey, super tight affair. Literally, yeah. not much like tiniest amounts in it, man. So so the rounds were so hard to score. I remember that as well because they were so cagey, and not many punches were landed. And even though it was a cagey fight, I actually didn't find it boring because it was mad tense. Yeah, mad mad tense. And I was watching, obviously both guys, the defensive work from both of them was so good. I thought to myself, this is actually like, it's on a knife edge. 
It almost exp- exploded in the last round. But yeah, Lyndon Arthur got his W. I wasn't too mad. Um, like I said, it could have gone either way. Uh, fast forward now, obviously the rematch has happened. They've had a couple of fights in between. A lot of talk between the two camps. Some bad blood between the two camps. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because I always get the impression that these two, they, they could be brethren. They could be mates if it yeah. wasn't for the fact that they're both on the opposite sides of the street going at each other. Um, and I do think there's that mutual respect now between the two of them, for sure. Yeah. Um, but still, bad blood. Obviously, doing the whole build-up, we've seen Tunde, you know, Mr. Marmite himself, Tunde Jai, go out with Pat Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> I think Pat Barrett is threatened to, to punch him in the face. And he's walked out of the press conference and even Yard said to it to calm down a little bit, like relax. Yard was vexed. Yard was pissed off of it. Yeah. Um, Tunde is Tunde. He's going to try and get under your skin. He's, he's just that type of character in it. Um, I think in terms of the build up as well, we've learned that Yard added a new tra- co trainer to his camp. Mm. And we said this was a great move for him because of the fact that we do- we're not happy with Tunde's corner work. <laughs> let's, let's be real we're yeah, not happy yeah, yeah. to this corner work I've got to call it how I see it man yeah. this corner work has been shoddy in the past as we've seen and we felt like having a boxing guy in there for yard another set of eyes who's a you know a guy who's a boxer or has mm-hmm. a really good boxing background will pay serious dividends for Anthony Yard um, and yeah so he's added that guy to his camp um, I guess his last fight was the first time with that new guy wasn't it yeah, James. Yeah, please. Yeah, but, but yeah, but obviously the last fight ended in like it wasn't yeah. much of a fight, so we didn't actually get, get to see anything. Mm. But I can promise you, we're going to see it in this fight. I yeah, promise you that. We will see something. <laughs> because Lennon Arthur isn't food as we've seen, and it's interesting because Arthur, I guess there's not much we can say because Yard's last fight was a bit of a farce. It was easy work for him, and Arthur's last fight. He didn't look too great, did he? Yes. He kind of struggled a little bit. Um, but I, I'm throwing all that out the window because this is a fact that both of these guys will definitely be up for. Mm. I hope anyways. And looking to... They're both coming into this one, I think, with things to prove. Arthur, I guess, is, you know, it wasn't a fluke last time and I truly deserve to win it. Um, I beat him with a jab last time. I'm going to be more convincing this time. Obviously, Yard kind of fighting for his life, to be honest. Like, <laughs> No, it's less, <laughs> kind of no. is because he's taken a couple of losses already. Um, and now he's losing a domestic level. Obviously, the domestic level is super high, but with some of more title aspirations as he, as he does, it's like, oh, another loss here could be quite bad for him. Um, so, yeah, he's got a lot to prove as well, man. This There's a lot riding on this one, I think. I feel like there's, a, there's so much riding, don't you think? Let's get to the meat. How do you see this one going, bro? <laughs> like, last time I paused the yard, yeah, I'm going off for this time. Okay, no, oh, mm. but how, how do you? I, I would how I, I see it playing out. How do you vision? Yeah, how do you vision the fight? Because Lyndon Arthur's yeah. jab is world class, and it's going to continue to be world class. Okay. Um, I don't think it's going to be as changing as the first fight at yeah. all. The last fight, the first fight was mad Katie because I think they were both just very wary of each other's strengths. Yeah, Yard was wary, but obviously the jab was giving them all kinds of problems. And obviously the jab and the right hand combo. Arthur was worried about getting caught by Yard. Yard's explosive power. We know it's well wanted. We see it. We've seen it all the time. He 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 hits bloody hard. 
um, which is why he was so reluctant to throw the right hand because he knew that if he threw it, if he overshot it, he'd be open to a, a vicious counter from out in the yard. Um, I feel like this time they'll both be more relaxed. I really do think they'll be both more relaxed. Still be cagey in portions. Uh, I feel I feel that like Arthur's is still going to work wonders for him. He just has that natural, I think, advantage of the fact that he's got one a brilliant jab and just he's he's taller than yard and yeah. raging than yard, so he really knows how to use his tools there. Yeah, yard being shorter than him, he's gonna have to really rely on his head movement again, which was a one last time. Yeah, it was a one best. I mean, yard isn't known for being a good defender, but that head movement and defense and body movement was so good last time that he looked the guy that was you know that was defensive master competitive Arthur. Um, yeah, I see it being like the first one, just being slightly less cagey. That's it, really. I think slightly more relaxed. I think Yafa will get, I think Arthur has a point to prove in terms of throwing his right hand, and he will look to throw the yeah. right hand a lot more this time. And he landed it last time when he did throw it. It, it was a mental thing last yeah. time. What's it? To be fair, apparently, actually was truly hurt, but yeah, mentally, I, I don't think he had confidence in it because of the fact that one, maybe it was hurt, and two. Because Yard is defending really, really well, like I said, if he if, if he shoots it and gets countered, it's long for yeah. him. Yeah. But because he landed at that time, landed at flush, I almost think that that's going to give him a confidence fight in this fight, a confidence boost in this fight, where he'll be happy to throw that right hand a bit more and to mm. catch Yard. He showed he can catch him. And there'll be portions where I think Yard will catch him as in the, in the, in the last fight. But Arthur's going to weather the storm again. Um, I, I see it going 12 rounds again to be honest mm. um, yeah yeah I'm going I'm going off UD this time interesting yeah I'm going off again yeah. um, I think I think Arthur yeah I think Yard will come out with a, with a different game plan mm. um, I think in his head he has to go for a knockout I think he wants the knockout I think he always has uh, that in his head, though. Yard always cares he, about knockout. I don't, I don't think he did last time. Really? I think, yeah, I think he felt like he was winning and he was winning comfortably. He wanted to shake. Because he, he, the storm came in the end. He didn't really press the action for a knockout up until the 11th, 12th round. Mm. I think this time he's going to try to start a lot faster. Yeah, he will. I think, I think we'll expect the storm a lot earlier. Um, I don't know if he's going to come out wild like Tiafimo did from the first round and try to get him out of there. He don't, he don't, he shouldn't do that because if that fails, we've seen him gas before. We've seen him try to empty the tank. We've seen him gas. And if he gasses against Arthur, he's going to punish him. So if, I think if Arthur, if Yard hasn't got this guy out of there in the first five rounds, it's all Arthur to take, I think. Yeah, it could be. It I just depends. It, 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 once again, I just think, it, once again, a storm will come for Arthur in that fight. Yeah, and early. He went, early. It, it couldn't, it, I think he'll come out much earlier than the eleventh or twelfth. He'll come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once again, it's whether Arthur can weather that storm, mm. and if he can, then he should, he should, he should be, he should, he should win it. Yeah. And like you say, I think we'll see a lot more of the right hand. I think we'll see a lot more action in this one. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I always say when I make a prediction, I can only go off what I've seen previously. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what Yard should do. I think I know what he needs to do, or what he can do, or he should be able to do, should I say? But we haven't seen it from him at all. What we have, what we have seen from Arthur, is a great jab, 
Yeah. You can fight on the inside and mix it up as well. Um, and that's why I was that's why I lent towards Arthur last time. Yeah. Even though maybe arguably Yard was, was the favorite. So yeah, it could go either way. If if Yard starts fast and hurts him and then can start to break him down, then he could take it. Mm. Um, he can't try to play the jab game or the boxing game with him because that didn't work for him. He needs to get into him, use the head head movement, get to him, break him down to the body, body. Land some shots. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, get in there on his chest, body work. Yeah, smash, smash. Make make it make it a bit of make a it fight. uncomfortable for him. Make yeah. it super yeah. uncomfortable to look for Linden. Can't Lind- let Linden is settle into his rhythm with the jab. I think L- Linden's a, r- a rhythm guy, and he's super comfortable. Once he gets into that rhythm on the outside with the jab, yeah, at, 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 at a certain pace, slower pace, slow pace, he's super super comfortable. Yeah. You're going to have to break that and make it mad man uncomfortable for him. Honestly. That's make the, it his fight. You can't let him fight yeah, his fight. That's, that's the best chance. Up the pace and just make it super, super uncomfortable for him. And that's how he can, that's how he can get the W. But, you know, Yard should be super hungry. This is like, this is almost like last chance to lose for him. So yep. you should, that's I said, he'll, be going, he'll be going for the knockout. Yeah. And if he's looking to be dangerous in there, that's, he's almost like he's backed up against the wall. That's a dangerous prospect. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good fight. 50 50 again, <laughs> but levels between them, there's look, yeah, it's not like one is a class in there, and they're both by the same to me. Yeah. Um, you might, you might say, well, Linda might be slightly better or whatever, better boxer, maybe cool, but they're similar levels, in my opinion. They're civil, even though Yards had a few more. Well, Linda hasn't lost, and Yards has look what three losses, right? The three losses or two. Linda, I said, Linda's undefeated, but Yards has what is it, yeah. two or three losses? Two. Two, yeah. So obviously, but even with the two losses, like I said, it's the levels are so similar between both of them, man. Honestly, it's, once again, it's down to game plan, down to corner work, it's down to other factors rather than just their skills as well. So it's whoever turns Tunde. up best prepared, Tunde. Most motivated, Tunde. <laughs> you the best in fight. Yeah, it's a lot Yo. <laughs> yeah, definitely goes beyond just the two fighters this time. Yeah, or just yeah, but the best man will win on the night. And we know Team Arthur are going to have good corner work. We know what Pat Barrett's on. I'm Wait. very intrigued to see what this new corner set if there is a new corner set with Anthony Yard, with Tunde there and this other guy. Or if it's just going to be Tunde in there, boy. Because Tunde, I don't think it's going to change. <laughs> His advice and stuff won't really change. So I really, for Yard's sake, I hope this other guy is there, you know, lending it. You know, I hope he's there also in his other ear, turning Wagwan. Because yeah, yeah. Pat Barrett has sound advice. He's gonna give sound insights to Lyndon Arthur. That's how a guy Pat Barrett is. So yeah, yeah. hopefully he's not too emotional this time. But yeah, like, there's crowds are back this time as well. So they, yeah. we did have crowds last time. So, yeah, a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of things will make a difference here. We're gonna hear a lot of lying in the camps. <laughs> we heard it last time, but then <laughs> oh, yeah, we did, yeah. We always hear it. Yeah. But yeah, um it should be yeah, it should be a good fight. I'm excited for this one. Like I said, I'm more excited for the American fights that we've got going on next week. Um, this is the one I'm, I look forward to the most, man. It's potentially to be a great fight. Like I said, KG in portions, but I think definitely more action than, I mean, it's not hard to beat more action than the last fight. Last fight, let me kick off to the 12. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, yes, this is, I think it's got a lot of people divided, this one. It's got a lot of people divided, but um, yeah. Both, what, you going off for UD as well? Um, 
Yeah, if I had to make a prediction, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stick. I'll go off first time as well. But, yeah, really and truly, I honestly believe this one could go any way. Yeah. Just because it depends on who turns up and how I hope Arthur's been focused. Um, yeah. Obviously, that beating the yard last time was a massive spring. I don't say massive, but it was, you know, springboard for him. Yeah. And him, think- him in the conversations as one of the guys. And we did say he didn't look great in the last fight or didn't yeah. look as good as he should have been in his last fight. So I really hope he's focused on because it's always hard when you beat the guy. We saw when you beat the guy and, and having to rematch him, sometimes it's quite hard to get yourself up for, for you know that same hunger it was when you beat him the first time. Sometimes you might say, Oh, it's easy, I've beat him already, I can overlook things, etc. It's tough, you know, doing it back to back. It really is. Yeah. It's been a lot more bad blood in this time. So yeah. Both camps have been a bit rattled. Yeah. Um I think if you ask to win, he'll win by stoppage. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if you ask to win, he'll be going for the stoppage. Yeah. But then if you if you don't get the stoppage and he tires, you could get him out of there as well. Arthur, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Arthur could get him out of there, yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Um, I just Boy, want to see. Yeah, can't wait, man. It's gonna be, next week's gonna be good, man. Some good breakdowns coming, man. I can't wait. Yeah. Um cool. Let's leave that there. Uh just before we round up. We want to touch upon one more thing. Uh, we've had an announcement. Um, I like to call it the Battle of the Washed. Amir Khan, Kelbrook, loser retires match. <laughs> In fact, they should both retire match. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been announced that they've come to an agreement. It's going to happen on, I think, February the 19th. Or, yeah, around that time in Feb. Um, yeah. Eight years too late, but they're both looking to get paid. Uh, don't really care about this too tough, but yeah, I thought I'd mention it. Um, yeah, yeah. Both, both of them are finished. Both of them are very, very, very finished. I've nothing to say on it. Huh? I've nothing to say on it. Yeah, nothing to say. <laughs> they both, both need to retire afterwards. The press comp, the press, the build-up's gonna be so stupid. Um, but yeah. Yeah, at least let, let them get their coin in it. <laughs> We've talked about this in the past. And it's, such a, such a shame, it's such a shame it didn't happen when they're both in their prime, man. That's all I'm going to say, man, because that would be nice for the UK as well. Um, yeah, probably going to see a horrible boxing match, but hey, it's what it is. It was still, it was still doing big numbers, though. Was that Joe Budden where he got up with Amigos? What did he say there? Are we finished? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel like about this fight, man. yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Man walks to drop the mic, walks off. Yeah, oh. that's, that's how I feel about this fight. Yeah, we <laughs> won. But yeah, shout yeah. out to them. Shout out to them, man. All right, cool. Yeah, man, let's leave it there. Another great episode. Episode 66, Strap Season Podcast. You don't know the draw. Keep giving you that good boxing content. I've been your boy, Cam. I'm your boy, Flows. And yeah, make sure you keep, you know, keep it locked with us, man. Check us out on the Twitter and Instagram. Hit the bio there. Peace.